0: to the first breakfast briefing of the series. My name is Will Allen, and I'm a research officer at the Migration Observatory, which is based at Compass, Um, and just as a brief reminder for those who aren't necessarily familiar with the observatory, we're an organization that's uh, designed to inform public policy and debates about migration in the UK through evidence-based research, as well as a wide range of projects that we run about migration and migration to the UK. My own set of projects at the observatory focus around media portrayals of different migrant groups. And this report, uh, which you have in front of you, um, and if you don't, is available back um, by the table where you entered, uh, was generated as part of a set of work that we're doing at the moment around media portrayals of migration in the UK. So today I'll be presenting specifically some findings about portrayals of Bulgarians and Romanians from 2012 to 2013. This period is a crucial one for obvious reasons. Uh, because on the 1st of January of this year, transitional controls on these two groups were lifted in the UK, as well as across Europe. So, in this presentation, I hope that we leave with three things. First, that we have a better understanding how sections of the UK national press has portrayed these two groups uh, prior to the 1st of January. Second, that we can observe similarities and differences between these groups' portrayals, specifically in how they were described, as well as what actions they were doing. And finally, I hope at the end to explore some of the links between media, policy and public perceptions as well as hopefully uh, share some explorations on the policy implications of this as well as some implications for civil society. So broadly, I will first provide some outline and context of the research questions and exactly how we did this study. Then I will move on to two sections of the empirical findings. First, around portrayals of the two groups when they appeared together. So, for example, Romanians and Bulgarians, or Romanians or Bulgarians. Then it will move to discussion and exploration of the findings regarding portrayals of each group separately. That is, when Romanians were described apart from Bulgarians, and when Bulgarians were described apart from Romanians. This is important to draw the distinctions as well as similarities between portrayals of these two groups. Finally, my last section, as I mentioned, will draw implications for civil society and policy. So first, let's provide some of the context and uh, research questions that we did in the study. Broadly, the rationale of the study is that there's a lot of assertion around what press coverage in the UK has actually said about different migrant groups, especially Bulgarians and Romanians, but also other groups, for example, refugees and asylum seekers. Yet there's very little systematic evidence that actually documents what this coverage has actually said, particularly over a long period of time, Or across multiple kinds of publications. So for example we have studies that perhaps show limited time series or specific episodes of coverage, but very few that look across a long period of time. These studies that I mentioned also tend to be quite limited in terms of their methods, so in terms of how they're actually going about examining and drawing out the evidence for press for press portrayals. They tend to be relatively qualitative or Uh, limited uh, to the decisions of the researcher rather than reporting a more transparent kind of framework for examining text and press portrayals. Specifically in relation to this talk, coverage of Bulgarians and Romanians is really useful and interesting case study in order to draw out how the press and media are located within this relationship among press, media, uh, policy, as well as civil society and public perceptions. So it's an interesting example, especially at this time, I think it's particularly timely to look at uh, these two groups. So specifically in this report we had two main questions, the first of which was what issues were raised alongside mentions of Bulgarians and Romanians when they appeared together? So again, when we're seeing press coverage that mentions both groups together. Secondly, what language was used when each group was mentioned separately? Basically, this is asking what sorts of words were used uh, in association with each group when they appeared apart from the other one. The data set we draw on is among all 19 national newspapers divided into broadsheets and tabloids, And the time period we looked at was from the 1st of December 2012 to the 1st of December of 2013. Now you notice that this explicitly doesn't include the month immediately prior to the 1st of January. And the reason for that was intentional, it was because we were interested in looking at the general coverage and the general uses of language around these organ- around these uh, two groups, Bulgarians and Romanians, we wanted to remove the possibility that coverage immediately prior to this really important time uh, point in time that might skew the results, it might give us an unusual frequency or an unusual finding. We were interested in the longer term discussion around these two groups so as a result we were looking for all instances of items that included mentions of the terms Bulgaria or Bulgarian or Bulgarians, Romania, Romanians or Romania. This dataset which is called the corpus of text uh, eventually consisted of over 4,000 items and over 2.8 million words Uh, so this is significantly larger than say a study that would look, for example, only around one week of coverage around maybe a few publications. So you can see that this is already a significantly larger data set. Now very briefly, I'm going to make us all temporary linguistic experts, um, which might be difficult on an early morning, but when we look at text, uh, we can look at mentions around the wor- around a keyword. In this case, as you can see at the top of the screen, bu- the phrase Bulgarians and Romanians. And we can look at words that are five words to the left or to the right, and these are broadly described in positions, in little slots. Um, These can be described as L1 or R1, for example, if they appear to the left or the right of a mention of a phrase Bulgarian or Romanian. And this is called a collocation. Essentially what these are are patterns of words that appear consistently across our data set. We aren't just interested in one instance, we're looking at patterns that appear regularly. So, for example, um, if we're looking at portrayals of Bulgarians, we might look at uh, the words that are, de- that are serve as adjectives for them. So an adjective is a word that describes a noun, so in this case a Bulgarian person. What kind of a person is it? A Bulgarian person. That's an example of a collocation. In this report, we provide uh, the results in terms of frequency over 1,000 instances. This enables us to compare tabloids against broadsheets. What we know from previous research is that tabloids tend to have shorter articles, but more of them. Whereas broadsheets tend to have longer form reporting, but fewer items. So to enable us to compare that, we've standardized everything to 1,000 items. Now, it's not enough to simply describe or point out something that's statistically true. What an advantage of this analysis is that we can actually show an example of this, how this looks in context. this is called concordance analysis and what we will do in this report and this presentation is share some examples from the dataset uh, that are particularly uh, relevant examples uh, that illustrate the statistical findings. To give you a sense of coverage over the time period, uh, again from December to December of 2013, we can see this chart that plots the frequency of those items across the year. So we can see there's a peak in February of 2013 which corresponded with the horse meat scandal. In Romania um, involving Romanian slaughterhouses and abattoirs and since uh, about September onwards it's been a slight uh, up to increase as well. You can see that in most of the months tabloids and mid markets generally tended to produce more items than broadsheets Although this is not the case for example in August uh, 2013 but that's generally the trend across the study period. So now we'll move on to uh, sharing some of the findings regarding portrayals of Bulgarians and Romanians when they appeared together. So essentially what this question is asking is when press outlets used the phrase Bulgarian and Romanian or Bulgarian or Romanian, what were they referring to? What kinds of people, places or things were they referring to? And the analysis shows that overwhelmingly migration issues were the most frequent ways of talking about Bulgarians and Romanians. As this chart shows, across the tabloids and the broadsheets, we see that uh, migrant, Bulgarian and Romanian tended to refer to migrants or immigrants as highlighted in the blue cells, or Bulgarian and Romanian migration. Now, this is striking given that our data set did not actually look for anything related to migration, we were only concerned with mentions of Bulgarians or Romanians. This is already striking that when the press is talking about these two groups, that migration is the the issue that overwhelmingly comes up as most frequent. Some examples of this, uh, as these concordance examples show, for example, the second one from January 1st, 2014, Romanian and Bulgarian migrants will have free access to Britain's labor market, which appeared in a broadsheet. Equally from a tabloid, the third example, he knows full well that the government is playing with fire by proposing to lift controls on Romanian and Bulgarian immigration. So these examples demonstrate that when the press is talking about Bulgarians and Romanians together, that they're really talking in the, co- in the context of migration. Now, what kinds of actions do Bulgarians and Romanians do according to the press over this time period? These are the verbs that follow uh, these mentions. And what they do uh, is really focused on, there's this theme of arrival or um, coming to the UK as you can see in these cells highlighted in blue. Verbs like come, arrive, uh, head, as in the phrase head to or head towards, um, are very prevalent across the the two publication types. We also see phrases or verbs related to living here. So, for example, live, move, uh, also access, in this case, accessing the UK labour market. Uh, These are common across both uh, the tabloids as well as the broadsheets. And some examples show, demonstrate, for example, in the first example, the change in rules will allow Romanians and Bulgarians to come to the UK to seek work without any barriers in place, which appeared in a broadsheet. So this, this analysis shows that in terms of the actions that are associated with these two groups, it tends to involve arrival or uh, movement into the UK. We can also look at the verbs that occurred before mentions of Bulgarian and Romanian. Now what this generally does is look at the actions that were done to these two groups when they were passive recipients of action. It's not a perfect rule, but it does a relatively good job of looking at these types of actions that were done to these groups. And when we look at these, uh, I have two groups highlighted here, one in blue and one in purple. In the blue, we see uh, words related to an anticipation of migrants from Bulgaria and Romania, as exemplified by words like estimate, forecast, predict. Uh, These are verbs again, for example, the estimated number or uh, forecasted numbers. In the purple we see words related to the prevention or uh, barriers associated with movement uh, of these groups, for example, stop, uh, control, curb, and deter in the broadsheets. Now we can see how these actually work uh, in context by these examples, which as demonstrate, for example, in the first which shows that the Home Office is aiming to deter Romanians and Bulgarians from arriving next year. And that appeared in a broadsheet. Equally in the tabloids, the second example, ministers have made no attempt to estimate the number of Romanians and Bulgarians who will come to Britain when border controls are scrapped. It emerged last night in a tabloid. So these kinds of themes that emerge in the verb analysis show that there is an emphasis, or a prevalent theme rather, of m- prevention of movement. What was also interesting when we did this analysis is the number is is rather the appearance of numerals or words related to quantities uh, associated with the phrase Bulgarians and Romanians. This is something that isn't strictly related to the the grammatical kind of uh, analysis but it these in our textual analysis we can detect numbers associated with this phrase. So as you can see in this uh, chart in the tabloids and broadsheets we see quite a range of numbers associated with mentions of Bulgarians and Romanians, particularly, as in the briefing document shows, the phrase 29 million, which is the approximate combined population of these two countries. Now, you can also see what is striking a range of other figures, uh, both in the tabloids and the broadsheets. For example, everything from 35,000 in the broadsheets to 13,000 in the tabloids, all the way up to 350,000 in the tabloids, and even just millions or thousands this is particularly striking given that official figures and data regarding uh, actual flows of migration to the UK are still not fully known, uh, according to official data. But what this analysis shows, even in the year leading up to transitional controls, there were a large number of figures circulating in both tablets as well as broadsheets. And just two, two examples. The first, exemplifying this phrase, 29 million Bulgarians and Romanians will gain the right to work Uh, to live and work unrestricted in Britain that's appeared in a tablet. Equally, the general phrase of tens of tens of thousands appeared in this broadsheet as exemplified by the second sentence, by the second concordance example. So again, this illustrates how these words are using, are being used in context. So now we looked at how Romanians and Bulgarians were portrayed together as a unit, I'd like to now turn attention to how these groups were portrayed differently uh, but rather separately and draw some of the similarities as well as differences in the way that media talked about these two groups. So, turning first to the types of things that were described as Romanian in the press. As this sh- diagram shows, we have two broad groups that I'd like to draw attention to, one in purple and one in blue. We see first uh, that there's, um, or sorry, rather, it's a bit difficult to see, but there's actually three groups. There's a green group as well, but the blue and green are a bit Tricky to see. The first, as I mentioned earlier, involves uh, the topic of the, ro- of the horse meat scandal in February 2013. And this is exemplified, for example, in the tabloids with the presence of words such as slaughterhouse, but also uh, the number one uh, most frequent uh, noun described as Romanian in the broadsheets was abattoir. And so these are clearly related to the horse meat scandal. Moving on to other types of uh, language use, we see actually some reference to sporting metaphors. And again, for example is described by Romanian side um, or Romanian keeper uh, in the tabloids and this is clearly related to sport and this illustrates the range uh, of our data set again not specifically uh, searching for issues of migration however what is striking and what I'd like to draw your attention to is this last group in purple which is related to uh, issues of criminality and gangs so for example Romanian gangs, uh, Romanian uh, thieves, and Romanian criminals and this is something that is uh, very clearly associated with Romanians uh, as we'll see in the next few slides compared to Bulgarians. So f- so for examples of this uh, last finding around uh, criminality and economic poverty we see for example in the first tabloid concordance line Romanian gangs are, are already thought to be responsible for most cash point fraud as well as a lot of pickpocketing and shoplifting and this appeared in a tabloid Equally, in a broadsheet, the Home Office insists that paying for flights and coaches is a cheap way of ridding London streets of Romanian beggars. So these examples illustrate this finding that issues of criminality and economic poverty are associated with Romanians and again, apart from mentions of Bulgarians. Which is exemplified by turning attention to the nouns described as Bulgarians. As you can see here, illustrated in uh, the two colors blue and green, we see that Um, there's quite a lot of sporting metaphors actually used here, or sporting references. So, for instance, a Bulgarian midfielder, uh, a Bulgarian ace or winger, and these, specifically, when we looked at the concordance examples, refer to one particular Bulgarian uh, international football uh, player, Um, He's it was announcing his retirement from the game. So, what I also like to draw attention to, however, is this uh, issue of Bulgarian woman-Bulgarian couple, and this we weren't quite sure in the statistical reference what this referred to. So we looked at the Concordance examples and we found this largely referred to one particular example of the case of a Romania, of a, uh, of a girl that was allegedly kidnapped by a Bulgarian Roma, uh, or gypsies, in um, Greece, according to the press. And so these stories tended to focus on this particular instance rather than a large amount of coverage over time. What is striking here is the lack of references to crime, gangs, and criminality that was seen in the Romanian findings. And some examples exemplify this. So, in a tabloid, they insist that they were given the child by the Bulgarian woman who was unable to look after her. Uh, This is clearly about this particular news example I was describing. And again, just by way of example, in the tabloids, the Bulgarian midfielder retired as a player earlier this month. This again demonstrates how this dataset was quite wide and how it looked across all sorts of uh, items rather than looking specifically for migration-related stories. Now if we turn our attention to the actions that were done by Romanians, we see that Romanians tended to be uh, associated... What were they doing? They tended again, as the initial finding showed, is that they tended to be associated with movement into the country or uh, living in the country. So for example, movement, uh, Romanians coming to the UK in the case of broadsheets, uh, staying as well. Uh, Interestingly, uh, in the purple cells, which I've highlighted in the broadsheets and tabloids, we see this verb arrest, and so we wanted to investigate that further. Again, given what we know already from the noun results, that there's this theme of criminality, what was being described when the press was using this verb arrest? And What we found is actually that these refer to Romanians being arrested or uh, something being done to Romanians. So for example, in the second concordance example, we see that uh, in the tabloid it reports that the police figures published yesterday also show Romanians arrested for suspicion of involvement in 10 murders, 142 rapes, and thousands of other serious crimes. (coughs) So we can see here this association again and this emphasis of criminality with Romanians apart from Bulgarians. When we turn to portrayals of Bulgarians, we see a similar theme of movement or arrival into the UK, uh, as illustrated by move, arrive, again in the phrase heading to or heading towards, and migrate. We also see this uh, metaphorical language uh, not as prevalent, uh, such as the word flood highlighted in the purple cell um, in the tabloids, as in Bulgarians flooding to the UK. Now I should draw attention briefly to this verb kill in the broadsheets and we wanted to investigate that further. And while I don't have concordance examples in this presentation, we did investigate that. We found that it referred to specific cases of Bulgarians who were killed or Bulgarians in certain uh, accidents, for example. These were not related necessarily to crimes committed by Bulgarians as opposed to Romanians. So, So from examples of this we see in the first example in the tabloid, that around 400,000 Bulgarians plan to move uh, when controls are lifted in less than six months and the UK is now top of the list according to a tabloid. This is another example of where we see a numeral associated with uh, Bulgarians, uh, which our dataset can also collect. As also exemplified in the second concordance line, more than 80,000 Bulgarians are likely to move to Britain in a new wave of large-scale migration, as appeared in a tabloid we also see this metaphor of a wave appearing in this concordance line. So, what does this analysis show? That we've compared the two groups. Well, first it shows that there are similarities as well as differences in the language used in connection with Romanians and Bulgarians. Uh, As I've emphasized, there's more of a presence of criminality and economic poverty uh, in reference to Romanians when they appear separately from Bulgarians. However, generally, Uh, There's a wide wide range of figures used uh, in public discussion when we're talking about people from Bulgaria and Romania. One similarity that I wish to draw out is that, again, emphasizing that our dataset did not specifically look at, uh, or did not rather look for, mentions of migration. It's interesting and really salient to mention that migration emerged as the topic most frequently associated with mentions of these two groups. Now, moving to some of the implications for policy in civil society, um, I'd like to sort of broaden this discussion out to what we at the observatory are doing also regarding around general portrayals around migrant groups, not just Bulgarians and Romanians. However, I think some of the lessons and uh, ways of exploring this, I think, are also relevant in this discussion around these two groups. Specifically, I'd like to sort of Introduce this idea of the interaction between media, migration policy, and public perceptions. And we can broadly think of them as um, being arranged in this kind of triangle idea. Um, and when we look at media, so for example, in a study like this, which really looks at a systematic and comprehensive uh, window into one particular portrayal, what does that accomplish for how we understand policy and public perceptions? Well, first, turning to issues of public perceptions and public opinion there's some interesting questions that arise here first what this study accomplishes and what studies like it accomplish is a real window into what the press has actually said around a migrant group or about migration issues over a period of time rather than simply one episode or one subsection of the press and we can also start examining to what extent press portrayals of these migrant groups uh, match British public perceptions or indeed whether or not they match um, how public discussion is actually occurring. Now we have some uh, other work at the observatory that looks at exactly this link between media portrayals and how the public view migration and think about migrant groups. Now turning attention to policy, we can also ask some interesting questions around this, for example, how accurately do media outlets uh, reflect migration policies and discuss migration policies. So in the example of Bulgaria and Romania, we might be interested in this in the actual policy of uh, the removal of transitional controls, how was it actually described, and what were the implications and uh, forecasted outcomes that were anticipated. As we saw in the analysis of the verbs, for example, we see that there was a strong theme of anticipation uh, regarding these two groups. We can also start asking uh, how do media drive, inform, or even create demand for certain policy change or policy outcomes. Uh, again, this starts to get into more of the themes of what should these policies, um, ex- what should these policies accomplish, or indeed what people anticip- what the press anticipates, will be the results of these policies. So, example, this could be again related to the verb analysis I showed earlier. I want to sort of also uh, have three main points around what this means for debates about migration narratives and what study of media in this quantitative, systematic way it can accomplish. First, it, it does provide a window into the actual content of newspaper uh, narratives, and by narratives I mean th- broadly the types of characters or events that are being mentioned in, in newspaper coverage. So for example, an event might be the coverage of Romanian abattoirs being implicated in the horsemeat scandal. Equally, it could be uh, the discussion around Romanians and Bulgarians coming into the UK. Equally, analysis of the characters or the portrayals of these groups, so for example, the adjectives used to describe these groups is also vital for understanding what sort of images are being produced by the different subsections of the press. Now I do want to add that the way that we've structured the study as well as how this kind of data set and corpus analysis is structured, it's less reliable for questions around sentiment or tone. So for example, whether coverage was positive or negative, or indeed what types of emotions were being Uh, triggered when uh, people read these kinds of stories. That was beyond the scope of this study, but I think that there are some avenues for following this up. In general, my overall point is that assertion around what the media should cover migration or how it should cover migration uh, is actually usefully informed by first this kind of a a study or research that actually looks at press coverage over time and provides an important body of evidence that gives us a better understanding of the actual contours of how different subsections of the media have actually covered these issues and how we can disaggregate this between coverage of Bulgarians separate from Romanians or indeed coverage of different migrant groups so for example refugees compared to asylum seekers or even immigrants. So I'd like to in conclusion direct you to the broader set of studies which this forms a part of which is the migration in the media project at the Migration Migration Observatory, as well as uh, a blog that a colleague and I have done for British Politics and Policy at the LSE. Uh, Thank you for your attention and I look forward to our discussion.